Hey there, I'm Kendra Perry and welcome to the High on Business podcast where we get high on all things business, marketing, and mindset and pretty much everything you need to know to grow a successful online coaching business. My mission is to end health coach poverty. I am so tired of seeing talented and passionate health and wellness coaches be broke as fuck. I started my business journey as a health coach in 2014 and along the way to building my multiple six-figure company, I saw how much my colleagues were struggling to pay their bills and get their message out to the world. So in 2018, I decided to switch my focus to helping you build your online business so you can start generating profit and finally start transforming lives. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my failures, my successes, and everything you need to know to build the business of your dreams that gives you happiness, fulfillment, and of course, financial freedom. Hey there, welcome back to the High End Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Perry, and in High End Business, we talk about all the business, the marketing, the strategy, the mindset, everything you need to know to grow a successful business in the health and wellness industry or as some sort of online coach. And in today's episode, we're going to dive into my launch, my past launch that just happened a few weeks ago. And I'm going to be totally open and transparent and tell you about what went well and what didn't go so well. And I'm going to be totally open and honest. And hopefully this will help you see that things can always go wrong in a launch, even when you've done it a lot of times. And at this point, my business, I have launched many, many times and I've had a lot of successes. But what I will tell you is I have never had a launch so far where everything went perfectly. Something always goes wrong. And this is really important because you need to expect this when you're launching, especially if it's your first launch. And remember, the whole success in any first launch is just doing the thing, just getting her done. So you have to expect and anticipate that something's going to go wrong. And I always tell this to my virtual assistant. I just say, hey, no one's going to die. Something's going to go wrong though. And we're just going to deal with it, right? It's not a bad thing. It's normal. And what makes a good entrepreneur or a good business owner is someone who just gets very good at solving problems. So recently in the month of May, I launched my brand new course, Profitable Groups, and that teaches coaches how to create, launch, and monetize a group coaching program. Now that course is still available. It is an evergreen course, and I'll make sure that link is in the show notes. So if you do want to join us, you can at any point. And so I launched that for the first time on May 12th. And I was super excited to launch it. It was actually the first business course that I've launched. I've launched several business one-on-one programs, group coaching programs, and even a workshop. But to this date, I hadn't launched a course. So it was something totally new. And because of that, I knew that I really had to have no expectations. And then to compound that even further, it's May 2020, which means that we're still in this whole coronavirus thing. So we know that the global economy is inherently different. Spending behavior, purchasing behavior has changed. So that it being a first business course and launching during a global economic downturn or recession, I'm not sure if they're calling it that right now. I knew that I just had to be detached or unattached to the outcome. And that's hard for me because what I will tell you is I can still see it. I wrote a check for myself for $30,000 
and I am looking at it right now. And that's how much I wanted to generate in this launch. So I am very attached, I guess you could say to my monetary launch goals. I always come up with a number and to this day, I usually come pretty close to my number. A lot of times I go over my goal number, but I would say this is the first launch where I didn't hit my goal number. But the good news was that leading up until the launch, I was fully aware that this was a first course and I'm launching during a pandemic. So I knew that I was going to have to practice detachment. And even though I did not make the 30K that I wanted to, the launch actually still went really well. And I'm completely happy with, the results and the enrollments and the new students that I brought into the program, which is amazing because anytime someone invests in what I have to offer, I am eternally grateful. It just feels so good because what that means is these people trust me. They trust me to teach them something and help them with their business. And that means a lot to me. So if you are one of my students in any way, shape or form, or even if you're just listening to this podcast, because honestly, let's be fucking real. Your time is valuable. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Okay, so let's go into the launch and let's start with talking about what worked. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with the positive. So the first thing that worked really well is the VIP list. And so I've done this in other courses before. If you have been involved in my HTMA expert course, you probably joined a VIP list before the course. And I love this. The VIP list works really well if you have a program that is not available yet, or maybe it just has a couple enrollments a year. Because the truth is in between your offerings, so let's say you launch a group program and then it's not being launched for a few months, people might still be interested in it. You wanna make sure you collect their email addresses so you don't lose them because they might be interested for when it's time to launch it. So I always, you could also call this a VIP list. I like, or sorry, a wait list. I like to call it a VIP list because I think that sounds fancy. You know, who doesn't want to be on the VIP list, right? So I always have a VIP list for any new or limited enrollment course. And what I did, and I also did this for my last launch with HTMA Expert, is I offered some sort of incentive to being the first person to purchase. So with H2Me Expert, I actually offered free enrollment to the first person to purchase. So if they were the first person to purchase, I sent them a refund within a couple hours. So basically they got the program for free. Now I did not do this with profitable groups because it was a brand new course. I had no idea what to expect in terms of enrollment. So I didn't give away a free course, but what I did give away was free Voxer support um, for the first person to sign up. So they got 90 days Voxer access to me. If you're not familiar with what Voxer is, it's a walkie talkie app. I like it way more than email because not only can you text, but you can leave each other voice messages, which is super cool. So basically what I did was two weeks prior to the launch date, I emailed the VIP list and I just said, Hey, I'm going to be launching on this date. You're going to get early enrollment. You're going to get offered the highest discount code of the launch which is amazing. You're going to get extra bonuses and the first person to sign up is going to get three months free Voxer access from me. And so the reason why I like doing this is because it's a great way to give people incentive to buy quickly. And when people buy quickly, it actually boosts your confidence a lot because a launch period can be draining. There's usually a lot of things that, you know, you want to get done showing up on social media, emails, you know, tech things might be going wrong. And when you get those early enrollments, it tells you that people 
are investing and that can really fire you up and give you a lot of energy for your lunch. So that's the reason why I do that. And so that helped me get probably eight to 10 sales within the first few hours of opening the carts, which made me feel really good. Now with my HTMA expert launch, I believe I made almost $20,000 within the first hour, but that's the bigger course and it's been around for longer. So it makes sense that that one goes better. Okay. So with the VIP list, they got that and they also got access to my Rock Your Sales Call workshop, which is coming up at the end of June. So not only did they get $300 off, which was my biggest discount of the launch, but they also got the opportunity to win the free Voxer support and free access into my upcoming Rock Your Sales Call workshop, which is going to be happening on the 24th of June. And so they had 24 hours to do that. So again, that really helps people take quick action. So that went really well. And that, like I said, led to probably eight to 10 or 11 sales within that first 24 hours. So it fired me up. It made me feel good. The other thing that worked really well was the webinar. Now, I'm not always a fan of launching with webinars. I think it's a good strategy. I do often do it, but this time I thought it went really well. I thought the webinar I created was really valuable. I got a lot of great feedback. I had probably about 120 people sign up for the webinar and I probably had about 50, 40 to 50 show up live, which was great. And just so you know, guys, with any webinar, you usually, you're lucky to get about 50% of the people who signed up showing up live. Now, what I have done in the past to help improve live viewership is to integrate the thank you page with ManyChat. And ManyChat is just a messenger bot. So basically when people opt in to the messenger bot reminders, that allows me to send them a reminder for the live webinar through Facebook Messenger which is great because not everyone checks their email all the time, but people will usually get a notification from Facebook Messenger when they get a message. So it basically puts me in their pocket and allows me to get better live viewership. Now, something I would probably do in the future that only occurred to me after the fact was to put a link or a button for people to add the appointment or the event into their Google Calendar, because that's another thing that they will usually get a notification for as well. So I ran the webinar through YouTube Live and I have used YouTube Live in the past, but probably not for about five years or maybe three years. And I actually really loved using YouTube Live. Now in the past, I usually would use Zoom. Now the one thing about Zoom is when you run through a webinar, you do have to pay for the webinar upgrade, which is about $40. You can purchase it for just a month, which is great. But I decided to go through YouTube Live this time. And the reason why it's cool to use YouTube Live is because you don't have to deal with a replay link. So when you run a webinar through Zoom, you, everyone shows up live and then you have to download that webinar recording and then you have to host it somewhere and give people the link for the replay. And you know, that is a bit of a time consuming process, especially if you end up doing an hour plus on the webinar, it takes time to download. It takes, take takes time to upload and render into wherever you're going to host it, like YouTube or Wistia or Vimeo or Dropbox, wherever you're going to put it. And the thing with YouTube live is the link that you give people to sign up for the live is the same link as the replay. So you don't have to deal with it. It's always the link. So even if someone hits that link, maybe, you know, a few hours after you've gone live, it will bring them to the replay. And I think there's a lot of value in that. 
So I really liked it. Now, when I use YouTube live in the past, what I didn't love is people weren't able to comment if they didn't have a YouTube account. And about three or four years ago, I think there was a lot of people who still didn't have a YouTube account. So I remember getting a lot of emails from people saying, Hey, I really wanted to comment and ask you this question, but it wouldn't let me cause I didn't have an account. And I didn't like that because really I just want people to be able to communicate with me and send me their comments. But now in 2020, I think most people do have a YouTube account. They have Google accounts, right? Because YouTube is now owned by Google and nobody had any issues with commenting. So that was great. Now, if you want to run a webinar through YouTube live, I recommend downloading the live stream app called Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M. That's a double M. I will link to that in the show notes, but Ecamm allows you to schedule a YouTube live, which is great because once you get that schedule, once you get it scheduled, you can actually grab that link and that's what you give to people in order to join the webinar. So I ran everything through Ecamm. Uh, there was a few tech glitches. Um, when I first shared my screen, for some reason it was sharing both my screens. So I had to kind of figure that out with help from the audience. Luckily, if you keep in constant contact with your audience, they will tell you when something's not quite going right. So I actually really appreciated the support I got from my viewers in some of the tech glitches that came up. So at one point I was sharing both screens, so I had to figure that out. And then at one point my camera, cause I had my screen shared and then I was on video at the same time. And the video of me was kind of more in the middle of the screen. So I, again, got some feedback from the audience member and I was able to actually manually move the video of myself up into the top right corner, which was much better and it wasn't blocking my slides. This episode of the High on Business podcast is brought to you by my free Find Your Money Making Niche Workbook. If you're struggling to determine your ideal client and most people do, I want to help you. Did you know that your ability to choose your niche is one of the biggest things that will determine your success as a health coach? It is 100% true, I promise. Once you know who you're talking to, everything is going to get so much easier. You will be clear on what content to create, what freebie to make, plus your ideal clients will know that you can help them and they will be excited to sign up for your paid offer. My workbook gives you my three-step formula for determining your money-making niche so that you can start attracting new clients online instead of repelling them. And who doesn't want that? You can grab my free workbook at kendraperry.net forward slash niche dash workbook. That's kendraperry.net forward slash niche dash workbook. And I will also link to that in the show notes. The webinar went really well and I got probably another five, six ish signups right after the webinar. And that went really well. Now, what was interesting about this launch, and this is something you should know anytime you're launching technically or typically the middle section of your launch tends to be kind of slow and kind of crickety. I know crickety is not really a word, but you tend to get crickets and that's actually totally normal. And I want you to be aware of that so that you don't get frustrated. And the reason for that is typically, I always recommend that you do some sort of fast acting bonus. You give people incentive to act early. So I did that with my VIP bonuses. And then I also had a second fast acting bonus for uh, people on the webinar. So they just had to sign up within the first three days to get access to bonuses. I gave my sell your ass off webinar script, my challenge swipe emails and my niche, like a boss workshop. So 
I gave people incentive to act within the first three days. And so a lot of the sales happened within those first four days of the launch. So about half of the sales probably happened for the VIP people. So within that first 24 hours, and then I had another few trickle in with the first fact fast acting bonus. And then the launch technically went on for another week after that first deadline. So in that middle section where there's not much happening and there's not much incentive to take, take fast action, typically you won't get a ton of sales. And then what will usually happen is you'll get a bunch of sales come in at the last minute. So I had another four or five sales come in within the last hour of the cart closing for the discount. So it's really interesting, but a lot of people will let an entire launch pass by. They'll miss all the big discounts. They'll miss all the big bonuses and they'll come in at the very last minute. And I probably had three to four people come in between three and four when technically the cart closed at 4 p.m. Pacific. So that was really interesting too. So overall, I had 20 enrollments, which was fantastic. I was super happy with that. And I generated just over $17,000. So great. It was a great launch because to be honest, guys, I didn't put a whole lot of effort in. I wasn't incredibly motivated to go crazy with this launch. And that was a really good result for me. Okay. So let's talk about some of the things that could have improved. Okay. So one thing I did wrong was on the slides for the webinar in the sales slides that I put up at the end of the webinar to sell the program, I forgot to add the urgency and I forgot to even speak of the urgency. So I do wonder if that affected some of my sales. And what I mean by that is after the webinar, I gave people three days to take action to get the bonuses. And I forgot to mention that. I didn't write it in the slides. I didn't tell them. And it's kind of a big deal because people really do need some sort of pressure or some sort of deadline to take action. And I believe the impression I may have given to some of the viewers is that the offer was open-ended. So I did make sure to add that into the emails and I did follow up through email and I did make sure to add that into the description of the YouTube live. But that was definitely something I could have improved on was to make sure to have that urgency, not only written on the slides, but I should have also said it verbally. The other thing that I could have done a lot better, and this isn't necessarily in regards to the launch, but this is more into the uh, upload process that happened prior to the launch. So this course has been finished probably since the end of March and it was all done, but I needed to get the videos edited. So I had a video editor in the past. I've done my own editing and it's an incredibly tedious and time consuming process. So this time I was like, no fucking way. I'm going to get someone else to do that. So I sent them off to an editor and I made a few mistakes with the deadline. So I gave her the deadline of the 1st of May, even though we were launching on the 12th. And then what I had to do after, once the videos were edited, I had to have my VA go through them for quality control and then upload them into the course membership area. And because we were launching on the 11th, I really only gave her less than two weeks to do all of this. And I definitely stressed her out just a little bit. So she totally rocked it. She totally helped me out. I did end up having to work on the weekend prior to us opening the cart to get all the last sort of final pieces done. But we did get it done, but I definitely really cut that timeline close. And I could have done a lot better with just giving us more space because the truth is 
some things went wrong. I had to redo some videos. I had to add in handouts. I had to add in some tutorials, that sort of thing. So I think I could have done a lot better with the deadline. And I think I was overly optimistic about the deadline. So the next time I release my next course, which should be coming up at the end of summer, I'm going to make sure that we have a full month. Once all the edits are done to the video, that we have a full month to do quality control, upload into the members area and fix any errors that occur along the way. So that could have been done better. Now, the other thing I could have done better was my social media strategy. So I did okay with writing content to go out on social media, but what I didn't do well at was my Instagram stories. And typically in a launch, I will pre-plan my Instagram story content in advance. So when it comes time to showing up on Instagram stories, I have a lot of those stories pre-planned or pre-made. So I just need to upload them or I can easily make them on the spot. And this time, mostly because of how last minute we were doing everything, we were literally uploading stuff into the course until the day before the cart opened. I didn't get super prepared with that. So the result was I had a couple days throughout the launch where I didn't show up on Instagram stories, which I don't really recommend. I actually recommend that you show up on social in some way, shape or form every day of your launch. And so I sort of failed on that front. So I do know in the future, I need to make sure I schedule everything out, that I have a plan, I have an intentional plan, and I give myself enough time to actually execute it. All right, the next thing that didn't quite work was my downsell. So this is something that I haven't really done before, and I, I do know a lot of entrepreneurs that do it, but basically after a launch, they'll do what's called a downsell, where they will offer some sort of cheaper product to try to make a few sales at the end. Because the truth is, maybe your audience wasn't quite interested in the product, or maybe they couldn't quite afford it, but they are super keen to spend, you know, $100 or $50 on this lower price product. So I decided to downsell my niche like a boss workshop, my define your profitable niche workshop. And I got actually zero sales on that. So that was interesting. Either my audience was a bit fatigued by all the selling I was doing, or they're feeling pretty clear on their niche, or maybe they don't even know they need a niche. So I think I will try the downsell again, but I think I will try with a different product. And I wonder if I should have offered them access into my rock your sales call workshop. So the downsell didn't quite work, but I do want to try it again in the future. Now, the final thing that didn't quite go well was my after launch survey. So anytime you launch, I do recommend that you send out a survey afterwards and just say, Hey, I saw that you didn't purchase totally cool. I just wondering if you could tell me the reason why you didn't purchase, because that can actually give you a lot of information. So what I did was I created a one question survey through Google forms and I added it into the active campaign email and I sent it out. But what I didn't do was test the email. And what must have happened is the form didn't actually come through in the email because nobody actually filled out the survey despite several hundred people actually opening the email. So it looks like the form didn't actually properly show up in the email sent out by active campaign. And that's my own fault for not testing it. And unfortunately I'm going to miss out on some really valuable and really important information of why people didn't purchase. So lesson learned with that, 
I will definitely make sure to test the email and make sure that's actually working for next time. So those are the things that went good and didn't go well. But overall, in my opinion, the launch was a huge success. 20 enrollments is huge for minimal effort into a launch and during a time where people are a little bit hesitant to spend. So I felt really good about that. And it just felt really good to get this course out into the world. And now it's available. So now anyone could purchase at any time time. And it just feels really good to have that out there because I'm so passionate about teaching launching because launching is fun. And there's nothing that feels better than making a bunch of money at once and having a bunch of people enroll into your program at once. That energy of trust that people are putting into you feels amazing. And I really want you to have that experience. So that is my goal with launching profitable groups and also making this episode. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you will learn that a lot of things will go right in a launch and a lot of things will go wrong. Neither is good. Neither is bad. It just is. And all that matters matters is that you look at what didn't go right and you look at how you can improve it in the future. So if you like this episode, please do leave me a five-star review on iTunes and that will help you or help me. That will help you help me with my mission. If that makes any sense at all, I really appreciate you tuning in today. Your time is valuable. So anytime you spend with me means a lot to me and I will see you in one week from today with the next episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And I'm wondering, do you want to help me with my mission to end health coach poverty? Because if you do, I need all the help I can get. And all I need is two minutes of your time. If you could leave me a five-star review on iTunes, that would help so much. These reviews help get my podcast in front of more people, which means that I can reach more health coaches and complete my mission. Thank you so much for your help. And I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.